This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin, and this is our 125th episode of Talk Direction. Is it 125? Now I'm feeling like it might be 126, but usually I'm right. Let's see. Yeah, it is 125th. Good job, guys. Anyway... To update you on what I've been doing, um, it was my birthday two days ago, which was exciting. I turned 23, um, and as many of you know, I'm in England, so I wasn't home for my birthday, but I did celebrate my birthday with my family, like, back in January when I was home, so that was good. And then on my actual birthday, I decided to go to Brighton. Even though it was super rainy and windy and cold, I was like, you know what? It's not going to be special unless I go out and do something, and I don't really care if I get wet. So I went to Brighton, and there's actually a video on our Patreon. I vlogged my experience going to Brighton. I've been to Brighton before, Um, but yeah, I vlogged it which is on our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkdirection, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and it's where we have a whole bunch of bonus content, like extra podcast episodes and videos and fun stuff like that. Um, But yeah, so I went to Brighton, and it was fun, and I celebrated my birthday there, Um, and I bought myself some fun clothes, which I show you guys in the video, and yeah, um... Also, for the Patreon, I'm going to be doing some live shows now that YouTube has finally allowed us to do live videos because we've done, like, maybe one or two before, but they didn't really work that well because people had to make accounts for things to get the live feed, but now we're able to do live videos on YouTube, um, which is really good. So I'm going to do some Talk Direction downloads um, and try to aim them so that you guys can be involved with them um but yeah uh I owe a couple of live videos because that's one of our patreon features now so I will be doing those and hopefully we can have a little chat and you guys can participate um so moving on to our back to you segment I just keep on coming back to uh, we got a message a while ago. Again, I'm trying to catch up on all our emails, so I'm just like putting one or two emails per um, uh, per episode. And we get emails, we get Twitter messages. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Send us a message on Twitter at talk underscore direction. We have a Tumblr, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of ways to reach us. Um, so... Yeah, this one comes from an anonymous person who said, Dearest Kara and Caitlin, please accept my apologies for this haphazardly strewn together whiskey drenched email. I hope you are both well. I've been listening to your podcast for nearly a year and to the boys for not much longer than that. 
I'm an old school boy bander. My first in a long line of band obsessions was the tragically underrated five, but I took an extensive detour through grunge, blues, and psychedelia. I still live mostly in a non-pop home, but my playroom is distinctly 1D shaped. I won't bore you with too much backstory, but I'm one of those fans for whom the phrase they saved me is not a hyperbole. Um, and this is a, I'm editing out parts of the email because it was really lovely and long. Um, but yeah, so this is me cutting down the email. So it's not full in its full glory. Um, this was only in May, 2016. So I'm still a newbie. I regret missing out on everything, never going to go see them, but they found me when I needed them. I write now because you both remind me of myself and my closest friend. She hates One Direction and all pop music, but our friendship was born of a mutual love for a band and our love for that band has taken us, taken us all over the world to see them live. This is why every time Caitlin spoke, oh, and um, this person lives in England. This is why every time Caitlin spoke about her plans to move to England, I intended to email, but I never did in time. Now you're here. I hope we can meet up at some point. I feel, I want to feel part of the fan, like part of the fandom and already you both have made this stranger who otherwise is a total music snob feel a lot less alone. And I relate to so many of your thoughts about both music and life in general. Uh, from a recent episode, uh, you talked about what songs you'd like Harry to cover, but in the moment you couldn't think of all of them. Um, from the get-go, I want to hear him reinvent cheap tricks. I want you to want me. I've long believed this was a hit for our time that was released too early and his voice is exactly what I need to hear in it. Oh, that would be great. So true. I honestly just need Harry to go back and do so many covers. Like, there are just so many good songs out there and he does cover so well and he's definitely one of those people who like takes a cover and makes it his own and we've seen him do a lot of covers since he's been doing solo career stuff. Um, and again, hit me up on Twitter if you want me to send you like a whole bunch of MP3s of all those covers that I've put together. Um, because yeah, he's done Girl Crush, he did, um, uh, what's it called? Ultra Light Beam. Um, he's, there's just so many. He's done The Chain. So yeah, I definitely, that's, this is a good recommendation. Um, I want to thank you both for all you've done, supported me in an otherwise lonely endeavor, and given me hours of entertainment. Regards, Anonymous. Um, so this was a lovely email. Thank you so much for writing in. Um, I love that you are mostly not pop, but then you have this secret love for something that is so extremely pop. I think that's really cool. And it definitely shows how multifaceted the fandom is and how you can have totally different sides of who you are. And we're not just all this like one streamlined person that is like the same in every single way. We are very dynamic uh, as a fandom. Um, and I would totally love to meet up in London. I feel like there's so many different people here that I want to meet with, like all these listeners, and I want to do it while I'm here. So like, maybe we can get together and play the Cards Against Humanity, Cards Against Direction thing that you were talking about in your email, because that would be a whole bunch of fun. Um, so yeah, I am so down for that. Thank you for writing in and messaging us. We love reading all your comments. 
And it's so nice to hear, like, when we can be, like, for someone who doesn't have One Direction fans in real life, I mean, friends, like, One Direction fan friends in real life, to, like, be that sort of fan friend for them. I love that. All right, so moving on to the main discussion of this episode. Um, It's all about the song Paper Houses by the one and only Niall Horan. Um, It's going to be all Niall focused, and next week's episode will also be all Niall Horan focused. So get ready for that, and we're going to have some special guests on, which is very exciting. It won't just be me talking to myself. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm excited. And Paper Houses I chose as the song to do um, because it's one of my favorites off his album and I just really like it and I feel like there's some good stuff to dig into and to discuss. Um, The song was written by Ian Archer and Niall of course. Um, I remember the first time I listened to it was when he was doing the live shows Um, and it was like the first live show and this one I think it was hard to hear but I it was like hard to like pick up on the words and what he was singing but I could just hear like the sound and the music um and like the emotion being conveyed and I immediately liked it and I said to myself like I know I can't really hear the lyrics but when I hear the studio version and like actually get to hear the music I'm going to love this song and I wasn't wrong like I really really like this song so it was cool to like go from just like sort of poorly hearing it on that first Periscope live to then getting the studio version and being like yep I knew I was gonna like it um so yeah I I really did like it and I think this is to I want to talk about like the position of where it falls on the album because just the order of Niall's album is really interesting because we have these like sort of fast movement moments at the beginning on the loose. I mean, this town isn't that fast, but like seeing blind, slow hands. And then it goes into this very like slow middle and then sort of mid tempo at the end. So in the middle, we have too much to ask, paper houses, since we're alone, flicker and fire away. Um, And those are all just super slow. And then we have like, uh, you and me is that one slow and then we have on on my own and mirrors and the tide are all like pick up the pace again so paper houses in the mid is in the midst of this sort of like slowed down like campfire side uh like snuggle up in the rain sort of feeling in the album which I think is like I, w- I wish we could have been there you know in the studio when he was deciding what order to put his album in because it's definitely like it's definitely placed purposely too much to ask into per- paper houses um since we're alone an interesting pairing too much to ask in paper houses because they have similar themes as well of that sort of ending relationship um the sort of hurt feeling sadness at the end of a relationship and trying to like move on um and yeah i feel like flicker also has that same theme so it definitely feels like he was sort of in a an emotional like a sim- like in the similar emotional state when he was writing all these and it seems like they're very connected. Who knows if they're about like the same person, but it feels like it could be the same story just told in different ways and sort of different sides to the same story, which I think is cool. Um, so yeah, let's get into the lyrical analysis of this. And what I did last time, I did this for From the Dining Table, and you guys all really, really loved it. You guys were all so freaking nice on Twitter, telling me how much you enjoyed 
like the what I did for from the dining table which I appreciated so much because I did put a lot of work into it if you haven't listened to that episode go listen um, because I took parts of the song that I was referencing and would play it during the episode so you could hear exactly what part I was referencing, um, which I thought was particularly important for From the Dining Table because there are so many little detailed sounds like little sneaker scuffs and, um, you know, someone's finger on the fret that I wanted to draw attention to. But I think it really works for any type of song, even if there aren't those little noises that I particularly wanted to hear. Because um, often we'll do things like, oh, it reminds me of this other song, or it reminds me of this One Direction song. And it's great to play that so that when you guys are listening at home, you can hear exactly what I'm talking about and see that comparison. So I'm doing the same thing for this one. I don't think I have as many like little details that I'm pointing out, but when I do bring up a sound or like something musical or in Niall's voice, I'm gonna play the little clip so that you guys can hear it. And um, let me know if you want me to keep doing this for um, different things. I don't know if I'll get to do it for next episode because we're having special guests on it. It might be a little hectic for me to uh, like put in sounds when everyone says things, but we will see. Um, but I, as I've been saying is I want to do a lot of song discussions in the next couple weeks and over the next couple months, especially like before Louis or Liam drop an album. Um, so I think next time I do an episode, I, I mean, after next week, where I'm having special guests on, the one after that will probably be another Harry song discussion. And I might ask you guys what you want to do, but I kind of have it in mind what I would like to do, what song I want to choose next for the, um, for a song discussion. So yeah, anyway, let's, let's get into this one. So Paper Houses, let's start with the title. I really, really love this title. And this is a title that um, isn't one where it's like a random word. It, it, it's it's a title you would think it would be because Paper Houses comes up a lot in the song. Um, but what I love about this is that Paper Houses has such a distinct emotional feel to it for me because, um, you know, it's an image that's not necessarily new. It's something we've seen, a lot of us have seen in literature or, you know, it's a metaphor that we've seen before um, where we already bring an emotional like background to it so that when we see this as a title all of that comes with us and sometimes like hackneyed phrases can just feel overused overworn sort of you know not great but I really love this one I think it instead of being like feeling like it's lazy it feels like it's purposely you know dragging up our own emotions about the phrase paper houses which I really love um Immediately, I thought of John Green's book, Paper Towns, and for me, that was, I think, the first John Green book I read, um, and I remember when I was younger, I was like, I don't know, 13 or something, and I was uh, staying up all night reading it, and I was so scared I was shaking, <laughs> like, reading this book, and it's not a scary book, but there was moments that, like, you didn't know what was going to happen, and I felt scared. Um, and I just remember, like, not being able to sleep and put it down. And there's just, I don't know, good memories that I bring with that. But also the idea of the book was, like, paper house, paper towns was that all these people are sort of living this fake life and they're not being their true selves and we're all sort of pretending and we, li we live in these paper houses that aren't real. Um, so, like, when I thought of, like, Paper Houses Nile song, I was bringing that, that whole background with me to the song just from the title 
Um, so then we go into the the first verse, which it which starts with like this counting one, two, three, four. In this house of broken hearts, we made our love out of stacks of cards. And yes, we tried to hold on tight because we knew our love was hard to find. So this car, this counting right at the beginning. It's hard for me to tell who is counting, if it's Niall or if it's like the drummer or someone else who is recording um, like with them. But, but the counting does make it feel like you're in a room where Niall's standing there, the guitarist is there, the drummer's there, you have a room full of the people and they're all sort of there recording together. And I don't know if that's actually what happened because, you know, sometimes when people record um, like the, the music for an album, both the vocals and the instrumental, they're all kind of doing it at the same time. But also sometimes they'll have, you know, the guitarist record alone and then the singer is recording at another time, so it's not necessarily all happening at the same time. But this count-off makes it feel like they're all sort of there, and it gives it a more live feel, I think, for the song, so I like that. Um, I also, for this verse, I immediately noticed all of the sort of S sounds that you hear, and Niall really drags out those S sounds. In this house of broken hearts we made our love out of stacks of cards and i feel like these like this this what what it is is consonants where you have a consonant i we often talk about assonance on this podcast where you know there's a lot of vowel sounds that are repeated but in this in this case s is a consonant it's, I can't even say that word, but it, the, the term is consonance when you have a lot of the same um, not vowels. <laughs> Con consonant? Consonant? Uh, I don't know, guys. It's too hard. Words are hard. Um, but it makes it, having all these S's, I feel like m really sets the tone for the song and he's dragging them out a bit so you can really hear them and it makes it very sort of soft and rounded and sleepy almost which I quite like. This house parts out of stacks of cards. The thing about this musically, I wish, and this was sort of a critique I had about his whole album, is I, I wish this, this was a little bit more dynamic. I think um, the verses sound quite like da, 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 and it like sort of repeats the same like couple notes for each of these lines in the verse which I feel like I wish it had been a bit more dynamic. Um, and that'll compare to the chorus, which is so dynamic and so beautiful. Um, so while I like it, I, I just wish there was a little bit more variability in these, um, in the verses of this um, song. Uh, but to get on to like the meaning of the lyrics in this first verse, um, in this house of broken hearts, it definitely seems like to me that there are two people coming together who have just sort of, they have broken hearts. They, they've just maybe gotten out of relationships or, you know, they're sort of hurt from before, from previous relationships that we've been in. Um, and they're both coming from that background. Um, and they're a bit broken. Um, and they're building their love on that sort of fragile 
foundation that isn't much of a foundation at all. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and I like this whole idea of um, building their love out of these stacks of cards. And I mean, for me, I think of obviously uh, a stack of cards where it's super fragile and you move one thing and the whole thing can collapse and just the a breeze could knock it down. Um, and it's very, very delicate. It's not sturdy at all. And it's sort of made up of all these little bits and pieces that are all so important that if, you know, one one t gets tweaked, everything will sort of collapse under it and could crumble. Um, but it is still love. They built their love. So it, it's still this love strong thing, but it's a very fragile love at the same time. Um, um, and, and they're trying to hold on to this. It says, yes, we tried. We tried to hold on tight. We wanted to make this work and we are trying our best um, because we knew our love was hard to find. And that's, it, it's such a sort of, this makes it even sadder because like while their love was fragile, it was so good and what they had was so good. Um, but like, it just wasn't gonna work. And they wanted it to work and they wanted to hold on tight. And it wasn't necessarily something between them that made it made it fall apart. Um, it almost seems like uh, perhaps there was something outside the relationship that made it difficult for them. Um, and as we know, like Niall traveling all over the world, that makes sense. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's all I had for that verse. So moving on to the chorus. And I love how it goes so immediately into the chorus. There's, it's just like quite quickly into it. Um, and our paper houses reach the stars. Ooh, excuse me while I yawn. This is like when I'm recording alone. I, uh, I'm just talking the whole time, so I, it's hard for me to, like, breathe and talk at the same time. I don't know if you, you guys experience that, but I experience it so much. So, um, I often sound like I've been, like, running a marathon when I'm recording these, so excuse my, like, heavy breathing, but... So it goes, and our paper houses reach the stars till we break and scatter worlds apart. Yeah, I paid the price and own the scars. Why did we climb and fall so far? Oh my god, this verse is, I mean, this chorus is probably one of my favorite things on his entire album. I just feel like it is so dynamic. And that is like the biggest criticism I had of his album, as I said, that it wasn't dynamic enough, it wasn't variable enough. But this verse, I mean, this chorus just has everything. And I pay for there's these lovely vocal slides his voice goes like to different places it feels like it's almost he's breathing it and there's like it goes from low to high crescendos uh soft to loud and just like all these really like I'm now trying to use musical terms, even though I don't really know how to use them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love his voice on this. And I think it it's just so wonderful. And it's just so like, you hear it and you just feel like calmed and like, so refreshing and pure sounding to me. Um, so uh, what am I saying? Also, just sort of musically, a thing that I liked about this too is... 
Um, the sound of the music reflects the lyrics. So when he sings, why did we climb and fall so far? The music matches those words. There's this like pause and then like vocally his notes go down lower to lower notes. Why did we climb and fall so far? So I thought that was interesting to point out. Um, so let's talk about this uh, metaphor of paper houses. Um, I mean, obviously there's the idea of this, they're making this house out of stacks of cards, which are made out of paper usually. Um, so that's sort of one look at this paper house. Um, it's like they've got this very delicate paper house that can be blown over um, with just like a little breeze. Um, and it's super fragile, but I like that, I like that, um, it says our, in our paper houses reach the stars. So despite it being like this fragile thing, it still made it far enough where it's so big and beautiful and surrounded by stars. So it's sort of this opposition of something being super fragile, but at the same time being strong enough and, uh, what's the word? Uh, like when something survives, starts with a V, uh, I don't know, but like lasts long enough that it can be built all the way up to the stars. So even though it was fragile, it was still this like wonderful, amazing thing that had its own strength. Um, and like when I, when I think of like stars though, I definitely think like sort of this fantasy, uh, like unrealistic almost, like not, not, I don't know. It's like this fantasy of like being in the stars and it's so wonderful and beautiful and like, like breathtaking. Um, but of course it's like a paper house. And when you think of paper houses as well, as I was talking about the, the John Green book, Paper Towns, it almost seems like this sort of fake thing where it's not a real house. There's no real foundation. It's just sort of this idea of a house. It's this paper house. It's not the real thing. It's not actually there. And it's sort of just uh, a bit of a cover up. Um, and in that way, it almost seems like, you know, they were trying to hold their relationship to something. They wanted to make it this like beautiful, strong thing. And while it was beautiful in many ways and reached the stars and whatever, it was still a paper house. And it was sort of, they, they had unrealistic expectations maybe. Um, and like thought they could create this wonderful thing, but in the end it was still just sort of a paper house, a paper, paper dream. Is that the word? Pipe dream. Yeah, it was a pipe dream almost. Like they wanted it to be this wonderful thing and it was just a paper house. Um, just like paper dolls. It's not the real doll or the paper people. Um, and oh, also the stars just reminded me of the movie Tangled. I just keep picturing like this stack of cards going up into like the scene in Tangled. If you hasn't, haven't seen Tangled, go watch it because it's a great movie um, where they release all the lanterns into the sky. And I just like pictured sort of like this paper house stacked up into the sky of lanterns. Um, but then he says, uh, till we break and scatter worlds apart. And this um, just makes me think of like the house of cards has been built up so high 
and you know it breaks one thing goes wrong it breaks and you know you can picture the cards all just scattering to the ground the cards that were built up so high scattering to the ground it's a really pretty image um i i love the imagery in this just with the stars and the cards and scatter worlds apart it's just um like just the the what's it called the sound of it there's a word for it um just sounds really pretty the words scatter worlds apart like just very pretty um and to me that's like the house of cards scattering but also sort of them scattering worlds apart whether that's physically because they live you know in different places or sort of you know, they're in places of their life that are totally different from each other and they can't really make it work. And again, that's that's referencing those outside factors that may have been what brought the relationship down rather than, you know, it wasn't something that came from the inside, but maybe something more that came from the outside. Um, and also I was reminded, um, this was just a story I wanted to tell, of uh, when I was a lot younger, um, my family would play cards a lot, and I remember one time we were, like, at a hotel playing cards, and my mom said it was time to go to bed, um, but we wanted to keep playing, so my dad was like, okay, we can play one more, one more game, it's called 52 Pickup, and we were like, oh my gosh, cool, how do we play? And of course, if you guys know the game 52 Pickup, it's where you just take the entire deck and toss it up in the air and let the cards go everywhere. Um, and we were like, oh my god. Um, but I really, that was just like a fun memory from my childhood. Not necessarily related to this, but I thought of it. Um, so, what else am I saying? Oh, so then he talks about... Um, he goes, yeah, I paid the price and owned the scars. Um, so this is like, he paid the price for sort of building his relationship on this very unsturdy foundation and sort of just um, maybe like being a little purposefully naive about how well it would be just like sort of living in the fantasy world um, and just like keep building it up higher and higher and yeah, he paid the price for it in the end because it, it all fell apart. Um, and then the, and I own the scars, could both be like he owns the scars, like he physically has them on his body, um, sort of like the hurt and like the sort of the, the what came after the relationship, but I could also see it as being like I own them. I own them like I am taking charge of the scars I have now. Um, like I'm not trying to hide them, I'm saying... I paid the price and like I'm owning up to having these scars type of thing. Um, so and then this this last line sort of puzzles me a bit and I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. Why did we climb? Why did we climb and fall so far? It's kind of confusing to me because he's saying why did we climb? The first part is like so why did we do all that if we knew we were going to fall apart? Like was there a purpose to sort of climbing up is this sort of him regretting I feel like it's not him regretting doing it I think it's just sort of a sadness like it's it's sad to him that we climbed so far and yet fell so far um but it's worded in a way why did we climb and fall so far as if they're like supposed to be one in the same not two different questions um and it's like why did it have to end and why was the fall why why 
what what am I saying? And the fall was far. Like why did I don't know why did we why did we climb and fall so far? It's like why did it even happen in the first place? Is what he's sort of saying. Um, and like I also see that like him sort of sort of the other side of it would be if they didn't climb very far up, if they didn't build their love and their relationship that high, then the fall wouldn't have been so bad. But because the relationship was built so high and it kept going all the way to the stars, it made it a lot harder on the come down. Um, so it's like the more amazing something is, sort of the harder the aftermath is. And if it wasn't so great, and it was just kind of an okay love, then it wouldn't be as hard to get over. Um, so, yeah. And I feel like this whole thing just reminds me of Long Way Down a lot. Um, like, both the sounds where it's sort of going, like, Long Way Down follows that sort of pattern of the vo vocals getting lower and sort of almost feeling like you're sliding down something. But also just like the meaning of the song Long Way Down is very much all about like building up to something amazing and creating this amazing love and it's sort of falling apart and having to like drop back down from that amazing thing and sort of the aftermath of that. We made a fire, went down in the flames, we sailed an ocean and drowned in a wave. It's a cathedral, but we never prayed. We had it all, yeah, and we walked away. Um, okay, so the next bit, we held our cards, built them high, but way too close to the light. So turn your head and let us go. I'll learn to breathe on my own. I really like the sounds of the guitar in this verse. It almost has this like tinny sound. Like, I don't know how to describe it, um, but you will listen. I just, I just really like it. So turn And then for the lyrics, we bring in this sort of other um, card metaphor where he says we held our cards. And, and that to me is like when you hold your cards close to your chest is where you're not necessarily showing everyone. You're not revealing all your personal things to someone. They, they held their cards close to their chest um, and like didn't necessarily reveal everything they had, you know? Um, 
and they built them high, but way too close to the light. So now we see the stars that were once this like beautiful thing he was talking about. Um, and you just like imagine how beautiful the light and the stars are. But now that light has become something that's negative. So he's flipping it, which I really love. I feel like One Direction would do this a lot. And I think, I don't know if we've analyzed light in One Direction. I think we did. I know we did water or like ship imagery, but a lot of times light can be both a good thing and a bad thing. And it changes depending on sort of the way they're using it in that line. And so at first with the stars, the light was good, but now we see we got way too close to the light. And it's almost like the light has now become this bad thing um, where if you get too close to the, night, to the light, it can burn you. Um, and this is like that myth of Icarus where uh, he flew too close to the sun and his wings melted and he ended up like falling and dying, which is kind of sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you have too much of a good thing and you're, you just keep pushing it and keep balancing on this sort of fragile thing and then you end up paying the price and you get too close to the light rather than, you know, trying to go and like slowly build with the foundation and doing things right. It's like they decided just to like, paper houses is fine rather than sort of slow and steady type of thing. Um, so he says, he sort of like gives advice to his ex-lover. So turn your head and let us go. Where he's kind of saying like, it's time to end this. Let our relationship go um, because it's over and we can see that the cards have all fallen. <coughs> Um, and I love this line, um, I'll learn to breathe on my own. And I feel like it, it, first of all, it shows how close they were because it's, he, if he's learning to breathe on his own, that means right now or like previously he was breathing with someone. And like, I feel like breath is a very intimate thing where breathing should be so natural. And if it's like someone else who breathes with you, it's this very like, core human natural thing so it feels very intimate um but now he's saying he needs to learn to breathe on his own and i feel like that's sort of empowering and he's saying like turn away like turn your head i'm ready to learn how to breathe on my own and i know i have to do it um and i can do it there's this sort of expectation that it will happen in time which i just i kind of like i like that because i feel like a lot of times there's imagery in songs that like after breakups, someone is just so broken or whatever. And Niles, while he's feeling sad, um, he's also saying like, I'm gonna learn to breathe on my own. Like I can do it. And I feel like that again, shows his emotional strength, which is like seen throughout the entire album where he's very good at talking about emotions, um, like talking about how he feels making other people open up. We see that throughout things like Flickr or Since We're Alone. Um, we just get that emotional depth. And I feel like I love this because he is being dynamic with the emotions. Like while he's sad, he can also be looking to the future and saying, I'm gonna learn to breathe on my own, which I really appreciate. So then we repeat the chorus um, a couple times and it goes into the um, into the, what's it called? <laughs> Me yawning again. It goes into the bridge. So we have, and our paper houses reach the stars till we break and scatter worlds apart. Yeah, I paid the price and owned the scars. Why did we climb and fall so far? 
and our paper houses reach the stars till we break and scatter worlds apart. I don't want to lose your touch. I don't want to hurt this much. I can feel you slipping away. And I like the comparison of these two chorus parts, the, the paper houses parts where it's repeated. Um, because the first one is this like, sort of like the peak of the song. He gets very loud. The music like gets more intense and crescendos and has this like big peak of the song and right after that it goes to like the quietest part of the song it gets very very quiet but it's the same lyrics but next to each other they sort of take on different emotions completely because it's almost like he's you know his emotions are firing up and then after you get like very like cathartic and emotional and like putting all that energy out there it's sort of the drop down from that where it's like you're just sort of sad and a little bit empty um and I like how his his voice makes us feel that emotion with what he does with it and I'll pay for houses reach the stars till we break the stars till we break and scatter worlds apart and then then this softness leads into the bridge which is this big bridge again where it gets louder and um so we have this loud thing to this very quiet part to this like i don't want to lose your touch like and it gets very loud again and yeah, in terms of the lyrics for I don't want to lose your touch, I don't want to hurt this much, it definitely feels like, again, he has all these complex, conflicting feelings because, you know, he said in the previous bit that he's ready, like, he, he's saying, turn away, you're going to have to forget about our relationship, and I'm going to learn how to breathe on your own, on my own, but also, I don't want to lose your touch, and I don't want to hurt this much, and it's like, he knows he's going to physically miss the person and he knows the hurt he's going to have to deal with. And it's like, I don't want to have to hurt this much. I don't want to go through. I wish I could just skip over to the next part or like it almost like he's wanting to cling on to the relationship just so he doesn't have to deal with that sadness that he knows is coming. Uh, but he can still feel the person slipping away. And I don't know if that means like they haven't officially broken up yet or they have broken up and he can feel like the dynamic between the two of them that what it was is slipping away and either they're not really going to be in contact anymore or just the way that they are right now is not going to be the same is not going to persist in the same wonderful way that it has yeah and then it and then the song ends with yeah i paid the price and i and own the scars why do we climb and fall so far why do we climb to fall so far um and again, we have that sort of slow fall at the end where it just gets um, more quiet. It goes down. The lyric change at the end to why do we climb and fall so far? Why do we climb to fall so far? Two versus and. It definitely just like the sound of the ending gets very quiet. And it's like the stack of cards is sort of settling in the dust. Um, and he's really just kind of sad and feeling those emotions. Why do we climb to fall so far? 
it almost feels like he's with the repetition he's almost mulling it over in his head and is sort of like just gonna like live in this sadness for a little bit um as he's dealing with the pain of the relationship ending um and like i thought too with like that lyric change and just sort of the way he sings it at the end why do we climb to fall so far um he's it almost is like he's he's not even just questioning their relationship and like why this relationship he like put so much trust into it and built it up so high even though it was gonna fall apart or and it fell apart um it almost feels like he's saying why do we as humans do things and put a lot of effort into things and love things even though we know that the more we love and the more we put effort and time and whatever there's more of a risk for things ending and sometimes we even know things will end but we put in that effort anyway and it almost seems like he's asking this sort of philosophical humanity question rather he's like extending it farther than just his relationship but just in general and it, and it made me think of like that whole saying of it's better to to love and get hurt than to never love at all um and i think that's really applicable with this where, where he's just sort of questioning in the song like why do we love and why do we build our house of cards so high when we fall so far um and it's sort of like almost like why do we put ourselves through this and like keep putting ourselves through this. Um, but yeah, I think he answers it in the whole idea of that house of cards while it was a house of cards and it was paper and it wasn't necessarily this solid thing that would last forever. It was still beautiful and they were in the stars and it was wonderful while they had it. Um, but yeah, that's my lyrical analysis. Um, <sighs> sort of we did the musical analysis as we went along um but um yeah I don't know I mean it reminds me of Long Way Down you know there's guitar and drums and bass and, and lots of fun things on this song um I feel like the production's really good as I said before I would just want those verses to be a little bit more variable and dynamic than they are um but the chorus I think just breathe so naturally and I just really love the way he sings it and it sounds so beautiful um I think my favorite lyric of this song is and our paper houses reach the stars till we break and scatter worlds apart I love that and I think in terms of the rhyming in that part too we have stars apart scars and far which doesn't feel forced a lot of times with rhymes, it feels like they, you know, someone just chose that word to choose it because it rhymed. But here, stars and apart isn't perfect. Um, and scars, I mean, scars and stars, apart, far, they all have similar sounds. They have that assonance, but they're not, not necessarily all perfect rhymes. Um, so I feel like his diction too. I just, I just love this chorus, both the lyrics and the way he sings it and the imagery it brings. Um, and the guitar that's in it. It's just really, really lovely. So I definitely say those are my favorite lyrics. And then rating out of 10. Ba -ba -da -ba. I might give it an 8.5. And that's like on a Nile scale. Not a, we need Nile scales. We need Harry's scales. We need One Direction scales. It's hard to compare all of them. But maybe 
But like, this is one of my favorites on the album. So would I give my favorite song a 10? I don't know. But I feel like we have to leave room for improvement for next album. Next solo Nile album. When will that be? I feel like Niall's someone who'd like pump out an album every year. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I can't imagine he's going to be writing anytime soon because he's going to be touring for a while. So who knows? Um, what else was I going to say? I think that's everything for the episode. I feel like this is a short and sweet episode because I'm doing it alone and there's not a lot of news. Um, the boys are going to start touring soon, and I'm sure we'll have news about that when it starts back up. Um, but yeah, just for now, I feel like doing these sort of short and sweet episodes are working well for me. Um, let me know if you have any feedback on this episode, on the lyrics. Um, uh, what is your favorite part? What does it mean to you? Why do we f- climb and fall so far? Because th- that one to me almost is like... It's like a hindsight thing. It's like, why do we, why do we climb and fall so far? But you couldn't have known you were going to fall necessarily. I mean, some ways, you know, you're going to fall depending on the situation, but sometimes you don't know. It's like, he's looking back and being like, oh, why did I, why didn't I know? But maybe he didn't know. So let me know what you think about that. Um, and anything else, I'm going to go bake some cupcakes because it's my friend's birthday tomorrow. And yeah, hope you guys are having a good day, night, morning, whatever time it is. Thank you for listening to episode 125 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. And you can also follow me individually on Twitter and Instagram. And that is at Caitlin I.R. Foster. And that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N-I-R Foster. Um, and make sure to go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk direction, where you can get a whole bunch of bonus content. That's where I'll be doing the live shows. Um, and my birthday vlog is over there. Some other, tons of other videos I've put up are over there. Um, so go check that out if you're interested. Um, you can rate and review and subscribe on iTunes and as well as on SoundCloud. And there's an app for that. I'm Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you next time for episode 126 with some special guests. Bye. And I pray for houses reach the stars. Till we break and scatter worlds apart. Yeah, I paid the price and on the sky. We climb and fall so far